Yo. Football is a four-quarter game, right? Last time I checked, four quarters. Four quarters. Um, dude, football is life. <laughs> life. A lot more than four quarters, bro. <laughs> a lot more than four. <laughs> that part. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show as we put a bow on the week. 17 loss, uh, the 49ers falling to the Seahawks down in Arizona. Uh, season coming to an unceremonious ending as uh, the Niners finished the year 6-10. and 10. Uh, We'll talk about uh, what happened. We'll talk about the quarterback play. We'll talk about the coaching. We'll get into that as well and, and, and maybe a little a little snippet of uh, – of looking ahead to to off season stuff. I mean, off season practically is here. Um, but before that, um, for the tenth time in sixteen games this season, Ed, what did we learn? Okay, what did we learn? Would you like for me to start this one? Would yeah, you like on. me to jump in? Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, what did we learn? I learned that Kyle Shanahan should have made a change at the quarterback position much sooner. Mm. Um, and they may have had an opportunity to compete. I'm not going to say win, but to compete um, those four quarters that you were talking about in every game. Yeah. That's what I learned. Yeah, I, 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 I'm wholeheartedly with you on that one. Um, I learned that um, the wizard stuff, the wizard stuff isn't really – Week two against the Jets. It's it's games like this, tough games, close games where nothing really seems to be working. You need a play, right? Like that, that's where the wizardry comes into play for me. Um, okay. And, and, okay. and I kind of had that kind of just just hit me while I was watching this game. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and and I'm not really sure that I saw that on on Sunday uh, in the game on Sunday. I'm not really sure that I saw that play out. Uh, well, well, that's not good. It, it just it gave me so many flashbacks, just on so many levels. It was really, it was really like I, I don't know that I that I anticipated being that invested uh, in that game um, from an emotional standpoint, just because well, I mean, you know it's you know it's, the season's coming to an end. Obviously, you're playing the NFC West champs. You know, not really uh-huh. too much to make of it. Um, mm-hmm. My my oh, the only thing I really was looking looking forward to. Um, as it relates to that game, was how was CJ going to play? That that was the only thing, right? And all of a sudden, Got it. you know, here we are in a ball game, and it's like, my goodness gracious. Um, yeah, you, you know what's funny when you talk about just emotional investment? That was the most relaxed I have been watching a <laughs> Niners football game. Um, seriously, that's the most relaxed I've been watching a Niners football game in, wow, 10 years. No kidding. Yes, yes, because um, it's over, and we're gonna the season is over. Um, and there were other years where they had bad teams, but I wasn't relaxed because you're watching the game, and I'm watching so intensely because I'm thinking about okay, who can be here and who can go and where are they gonna go and how next year is gonna be and who's gonna be the next coach and all of these type things were always happening when it was a bad year. I know that who's coming back. I know why they were bad. I know what happened this season. Um, I was like, okay, this is finally over. 
because you had to get to the end. No <laughs> one else can get hurt right now. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can heal. Um, right now, it's it's just about just it's it's just about rolling over into the next season. So I was actually the absolute most relaxed I've been all season, more so than the first week of the season. Because week one, it was you gotta win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Then guys start falling down. So now it was, it was like let's just get to the end yeah. in it's one just, piece. Just in this thing. Yeah. As <laughs> yes. as much as I kept as much as I kept trying to tell myself that I was there. Clearly, I had not reached uh, that, that, that point yet. Um, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe Podcast Network. We are presented, of course, by Bet Online. As you all know, the NBA and college basketball are back. Shout out League Pass. Um, college football, you got the big championship game coming up next Monday. Uh, NFL playoffs are here um, so many sports going on, so many options, so many things for you to lock in, in lock in on and bet on. Uh, like the Lakers, are they going to repeat as champs? Uh, will, will Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs do so in the NFL? For all your needs, go over to BetOnline.ag from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there is always the online casino as well. It never closes so head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses again that's betonline.ag and sign up today bet online your online sports book experts uh, make sure you continue to download subscribe rate and review you can hit us up on, on on social media get involved in the conversation i'm at our haylock on twitter he's at underscore eric davis underscore and on instagram i'm at watch ray ray he is at underscore bump in run I'm so glad you said what you said about CJ because I'm looking at I'm just scrolling on Twitter and it's mm-hmm. it's it's maddening, right? Like Josh Rosen was trending um during this game <laughs> yesterday, right? Like everybody's calling for Josh Rosen to come into the game. Like CJ, what are you doing? Yada yada yada, right? And so you had to be thinking um, you know, just blindly, you had to be thinking CJ was playing like the worst game of his life. Like he was just stinking up the joint. And that was so far from the truth. Like, let's just be honest about this whole thing. And, and this is just kind of where I am. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm soapboxy today, ED. I'm just going to let you know right now. So the, the, I love it. The, so like, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching this game and I'm watching things unfold. And like, what, like what, where did, where's all this Rosen stuff coming from? Right. It's not like Seattle is, is smacking these dudes around this, that, and the other. It's not like the Niners are getting ran off the field. Like, like this is a slobber knocker. Right, like this is what you expect from these two teams, like especially like if if they were both at full strength, right? Like an old-fashioned defensive struggle, right? Like Niners obviously were having their struggles on on the offensive end, but 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 so was Russ and the Seahawks. Um, and you could even make the argument that that CJ was outplaying Russ for you know at least two and a half, uh, three quarters, right? Like. Like mm-hmm. the 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 Seahawks defense was getting after it, right? Like there was nothing there. There was nothing available yeah. um, for CJ to go to. But on the other end, Russ was running for his life. Like Salah had them boys getting after him. He dialed up the pressures. All these things were going on, right? And you look up and you got the lead midway through the fourth quarter. Like you're up or midway through the third quarter. You're up by three, right? The yeah. start the start of the fourth quarter. You know, seconds into the fourth quarter, you're up two possessions. Like this has gone from 
wow, like a, a defensive struggle. Like you know, what what are we gonna what, what are we gonna see from this team? Till all of a sudden, like this is I thought at that moment when Jeff Wilson ran in that touchdown, this is a winnable game. They were up by two scores uh, in the fourth quarter. This was a winnable game, and then everything just went to hell, right? Like you you <laughs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> it 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 it. it, it, it like that was it. Like the all of a sudden, like the the Niners defense, who had been the aggressors all game, all of a sudden they they were no longer the aggressors. You know, you you, you on the ensuing drive, you pick up that fifteen yarder, right, and that just gives Russ, uh, you know, more more of an opportunity to come back and, and do what he does best, right. And then you had that touchdown to lock it and. And 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 Salah dials up the pressure once again, but the pressure wasn't getting home, right? And in a situation mm-hmm. like that, as a fourth and fourth and goal to go, like, look, I'm I'm not going to sit here and and pick hairs with it. Like, typically, I'm not not a fan of of bringing pressure there. If you do it, some sort of a zone pressure, I'm more in, in favor of of running the zone down there, just just for the simple in fact. In the red zone. In the when, red zone? When it's, when, yeah, in the red zone, but especially like no, I a, hate it. A, a goal, absolutely a, hate it. A goal to goal situation because then no. things don't happen like what happened with with Tyler. Like that's a long run for Spoon to have to make. Um, yeah. To yeah, to, to follow Lockett, right? And you bring in the pressure there, like they gotta get home. Fred got chipped. He couldn't. Fred got chipped by Carson. He couldn't get to Russ, and Russ had just enough time to be able to drop that thing in the bucket. And there you go, uh, ball game. No, uh, I'm see, I'm I'm completely different down there. I think you you need to put a body on a body. Um, that, that's why I I think teams screw up so much in the red zone uh, because they do that. You play zones, and if you play zone, quarterbacks are too good. Guys are too good at sitting down and holes. I, I, how often do you see um, every week we watch games? How many times have we seen it against the 49ers this year? Uh, and we've seen them do the same thing to other teams offensively, where you see a guy just he's running he just stops and they throw the ball that's because of that zone coverage you're going to sit down in there put a body in the red zone put a body on a body and i'm also about sitting pressure because guess what all you can do is run across the field you can't run down the field so you can only run across the field yes it's tough but also in that situation if you're spoon if you're any other db you got to know there's only one way Whatever side I'm lined up on, there's only one way this guy can really run away from me because he can't run out of bounds. He can't run out the back of the end zone. So you should. So I'm I'm a very very strong advocate for playing man coverage down there. That's all we did when I played with the Niners. That was it. We had one red zone coverage, one red zone coverage. It was man coverage. We would switch off of guys and everything, but that's all we ran. It worked for five Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, and like I said, like I'm, I'm kind of splitting hairs here, but I, I did, I, like, I wasn't a huge fan of the call, in all honesty. And then also, on, on top of that, like, it's hard chasing Russ for four quarters, right? Like, like, oh, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you saw, like, in, in, in a part of like the aggressiveness kind of leaving, and, and, and the Niners' defense not really dictating is the fact that, like. Russ became more elusive as that game went on, right? Like the boys was tired, right? You know, trying to chase, trying to chase Russ around um, the field as as much uh, as they were. And, and if you get like, if you get, if you apply pressure, like you got to get to him, like you got to get him down. And, and that that's well, the yeah, one they thing they consistently missed, they, they missed they, the layoff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, consistently they they were not able to do that. And then on the on the offensive side of the ball, like nothing else happened. 
after that touchdown to start the fourth quarter. Like nothing. Like it like I seriously had like flashbacks to 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 the Super Bowl last year because it, it's like you're in a situation where it's a winnable game, you know, defense, you you shut the thing down, offense, you sustain and drive, and like none of that happened. And 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 obviously different situations, obviously the stakes aren't as high. Um without question, Niners roster definitely isn't, you know, isn't isn't necessarily, you know, of that caliber. And and if we're just being, you know, completely honest, like the better team won, right? Like that that that's yeah. that's exactly what happened. But it was just Man, it was so frustrating. It was it was infuriating, and then it was infuriating just seeing all of the tweets and stuff, um, you know, about CJ and calling for <laughs> like. And you know me, like I love Josh Rosen as much as the next guy, but I'm like, really, yes, like, you know, you know, you you love Josh Josh Rosen more than anyone I've ever known. Yeah. I think you love him more than his mom. <laughs> Good gracious, close, right? But, but you love you love that dude. But at, but at the same time, it's like, what are we like? What are we watching here? Like what, like why are we calling for Rosen when when like. What what is CJ done that's that's so egregious that like we're calling for the backup? Like I thought, did CJ play a great game? Yeah. No, but um, did, did he but play? He, but he had, he gave him a chance to compete. He gave, they he were gave him a chance. He gave, game. he gave him a chance yeah. to compete. And, and normally it comes down to like one play here or there, and, and there was you know there, there was that that he missed Kittle in the end zone, right? And and that's mm-hmm. they had to settle for a field goal there, and and you know yeah, I still don't know what he was looking at on that one. Yeah, I, I don't know either. And, I'm, and, and I'm like, what? What play did you design where you don't look at Kittle? Yeah, I mean he 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 just missed him, you know, and 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 he went he went to the to the short guy, which I think was born there, and it's like, oh my gosh, like okay, that like that like that was the one thing that had me like literally pulling my hair as far as CJ's play, but the rest of it, no, I mean it 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 was the. I mean, some of it was like the calls. Like, I mean, like, does CJ have some elusiveness or some escapability? Uh, a tad bit, but like, we're running design runs for him. Like, for real. Like, what, like, what are we really doing here? Like, we <laughs> like that, like two. Like, they 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 ran that probably two more times than they needed to. Um, no, and, well, remember, remember, I told you training camp had started. You're working on things. You're trying to see what you can do, and you got you you have game type situations to check it out in because we've talked about a mobile quarterback and putting things in the mix and what do you like, of, you know, what can you do to expand the offense, all those type things. Maybe that's what he was doing. And again, like I said, see, I was in a completely different, different mindset than you. You were, you were stressed. I was, I was just as happy as I could be. Like this one's about to be over. I, so I, I was wasn't supposed watching. to be there though. <laughs> <laughs> like that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. I was like, man, you, you were stressed out. The goodness. I was, I, I was I was nowhere near that. I just wanted to see what was going on, and I was like, okay, CJ. Um, there, it's obvious that CJ has more talent than uh, people might not want to hear this, guys. CJ has more physical talent than Mullins. He does. Yeah. He 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 simply that's why one was was it just no matter how you feel about it, we're not even talking about who's the better quarterback. Um, that's why that's the reason why one guy was a third rounder and the other guy wasn't. The other guy was un- Mullins was undrafted, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. There's a reason why. So has it? It has no bearing. It doesn't say that you can't be a good player. That you can't come on top and be a, a Hall of Fame player. Case in point, Richard Sherman, what fifth rounder, something like that. Yeah. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Patrick Peterson, first rounder, top ten, I think. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Um, so you can always be you, just because you're drafted higher doesn't mean that you can't be a great player 
Um, I mean, you know, if you're drafted lower, it doesn't mean you can't be a great player. But what it does mean, people understand this, that there is a consensus that one guy is a better athlete. I'll go back to Sherm and Patrick Peterson. Y'all can uh, we can you can always have the debate who's the better corner. Like I said, they're both going to be Hall of Fame corners. You can debate as much as you want to. There is no debate on who's the better athlete. None. None. Patrick Peterson is by far the better athlete. That's why he was a top ten pick, and Sherman wasn't. So back to CJ and Mullen. CJ's a better athlete. Um, there are some things that he can do that Mullins can't do. There's some things that he can do that um, Garoppolo can't do. I think that's why you probably saw some of it. Um, and, and I think it was, a, it was a good sign. I think some of those things were looking at how you're moving next year. What do you want your quarterback to be able to do and how you are evaluating the quarterbacks? I think they want more movement in that situation. So you're seeing is CJ a guy that I want on my roster next year? That's what I think he was doing. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, Good. I try to make sense when I talk to you. I do. Yeah, but, I mean, I just, when I was watching the game, like, I just didn't see that, right? Like, I'm seeing the Seahawks, and I'm, I'm seeing, like, let's get this dub, and it, it really didn't because work you're out Because you were still thinking about this season. I, I told yeah, you. This yeah. season was over. I told you. I've, I've been on, I was on bad teams at times. And and, and I, I, I remember I specifically had a year, and I, and I don't know if I told you, ever told you this on, on the pod, um, I probably told you on the pod before the pod or maybe the pod after the pod, but I was on a team where the owner, we, we lost our first eight games and the owner called me upstairs and he told me, he said, I'm telling you this cause you're going to be here he, in his exact words. He said, training camp has started. Yeah. We are evaluating everybody in the building from this point on, we are already deciding who is going to be on our roster moving forward. The guys that you think need to know, let them know. Guys that you know it doesn't matter to, don't even waste your time. We know who those guys are too. Yeah. But the evaluation period has started, so be prepared for things to start changing and different things happening, and that's how it happens. It starts all the way upstairs because the season's over. You reach a point where the season's over. You lo- So whenever you reach that point, that's, what, that's all you're doing. You're thinking about the next season. Yeah. You heard Kyle Lothar. What did Kyle say? I'm glad it's over. Yeah. I'm glad this one is over because because you still have to get through that one, and that's all you're doing. You're getting through it. Once you know you're not going to the playoffs, you're getting through it. Getting through it. They, yeah. So so that's what I think he was doing. I think they're looking. I think that was a part of the the evaluation. In training camp. What what can this guy do? What can he do? How does he handle certain situations? What if we put this on him? That's what I think. I think CJ did okay. It's time for some folks to start evaluating their personal choices. Ed. Um, Let's get into the manscape. Let's get into the manscape. I, th- I think you got some some people need to know, man. It's a new year, and and, and they just need to get their stuff together. You know what? We're gonna make it really, really simple. Um, yeah, we made it out of 2020. It sucked. It did. But since you are now in the new year, you said it. We're, we're in a new year, new year, new season. Um, if you're going to play a new season, new game, you might as well bring new balls to it, right? That's right. If you're going to show up at the court, why not show up with new balls? If you're going to show up for the next season, show up with new, with new balls. And Manscaped is here to provide the best grooming tools for that task. They will give you everything that you need with their precision engineers tool, tools to make certain that your family balls of your own are new, shiny, just like a brand new penny. 
That's what they do. That's what Manscaped does. <laughs> you ever seen that new penny, man? I've my mom used to always penny. talk about it. My mom used to always talk about, boy, there is nothing as sharp as that new penny. <laughs> like, you think you look good, don't you, huh? You think you're looking good right now. Look, just, just shining like a brand new penny. <laughs> That's what Manscaped wants to do for you. So whether you go for the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, if you get the crop preserver deodorant, and the one that I always say, that you got to stay away from is the crop reviver. You don't want to be in a situation where you got to wor- worry about reviving your balls. Nuh-uh. Let's not do that. Let's not even let it get that far. Nuh-uh. Manscaped really hopes that, that you don't let it get that far. You take care of all the other tools. You use all the other tools. You won't have to get to that point. So go to manscaped.com. Use the code ERIC, E-R-I-C. At manscaped.com, you guys can get 20% off plus free shipping. So that is at, that is uh, Eric, E-R-I-C, at manscaped.com, 20% off plus free shipping. Use the code Eric. And let me just say this to you guys. New year, new season. We're moving forward. New balls. Happy New Year to your new balls, okay? Manscaped.com. I'm so flummoxed, man. I didn't even wish the folks a happy new happy new year. We appreciate y'all for for tuning in uh, weekend and Absolutely. week out, year in and year out. Now we can we can say that uh, as well. Um, this is the Believe in Forty ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. A couple things, Ed. Um, what you got? So CJ, you 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 had you had on your your hat, your evaluator hat, your your looking into twenty twenty one hat. I was stuck on week 17. So that said, CJ, we talked about it last week. I, I want to say in real thing or not, CJ, you know, if he if he does enough, can he do enough to be able to to perhaps warrant a return to the team next season? He is going to be a free agent. Um, what what do you think? Has he has he did did have did you see enough for him to say okay? I, I think we would want him back in his quarterback room next season. Um, I saw enough from for him to, to not be upset if they keep him on the squad. Okay. If if you keep him on the squad, I've seen enough to say that, uh, okay, possibly, possibly this kid could develop, he could do some things, and um, he can, if worst case scenario, if he has to get on the field, he gives you an opportunity to compete. He's efficient enough to give you an opportunity to compete. That's what you have to have, and that's, that's, that's my bottom line evaluation from any player. If you can't, if you can't do what the job requires, you shouldn't be on the roster. You are stealing air out of the building. It's really that simple. Uh, and I think that he can do that. Uh, so, yes, I think that he has done that. I, I'm, I, I'm not mad. You can tell me how you feel about it. But if I see, Jay, if I see CJ on the, on the roster next year, I'm not mad if, the, if you're taking him into training camp. Yeah, I'm. I'm not mad either. I, I think he. I think he showed me enough, despite all the stuff that I saw on Twitter, um, and, and Josh Rosen tr- trending and all that. Um, I, I think he. Look, he made some plays. He, he's got you know a, a, a big enough arm. Um, I, I think he. And, and more importantly, like he, he didn't turn the ball over. You know what I mean? No, like, he, like, like every, no. every, every possession. The one injured, turnover that he did have wasn't his fault. Yeah, it wasn't his fault, right? Like, it, like he that that happened. I want to say that happened in the Dallas game, and I, that happened again. Um, you know, yesterday too against against uh, uh against the Seahawks, where it came from behind, strip sack. Um, 
you know, school, school, let a guy, you know, get around him. Um, but like, I'm not going to fault him for that. Um, so yeah, so I'm with you. Like if he's back, uh, I'm not, I'm not mad at all. Um, and I, and I agree with you in the sense that I feel like we should have, we should have saw him sooner. We see him sooner. Who knows, right? Who who knows what this six and 10, you know, could, could have been. Uh, yeah, I like you know. Now, one thing is now Mullins. That's a different conversation. That's a different conversation. Yeah, but th- this 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 isn't a Mullins show. We just, we just want him to heal right yeah. now. Um, yeah. All right. So there's six vacancies, Ed. So we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna dive into this a little bit. Six vacancies. Six head coaching vacancies. Okay. Um, I'm talking about Salah here. Okay, and I I we'll mm-hmm. we'll just go by each. We we'll, we'll go team by team. Um, Jaguars. Uh, do you see Salah fitting there? So what we'll do, what we'll do is, well, uh, let me set it up first. What we'll do is, we'll we'll go team by team, uh, w- which vacancy there is, and then we we'll we'll discuss whether Sal- we whether we see Salah as a fit there, and, and see if we kind of narrow this thing down. Um, Kyle Shanahan came out and said that D'Amico Ryan's is a possible candidate to replace Salah if he leaves. Um, I think Shanahan uh, is kind of leaning towards Salah probably le- probably leaving as well, uh, and so um, you know they're already working on some contingency plans, or whatever. So let's see if, if if in fact um, anything here we see you know Salah may be leaving for. Um, mm-hmm. So the Jaguars. Okay, Jaguars is I don't think that's a good situation um, for him. Um, and this is the thing. If you go to Jacksonville, first of all, let me just say they're only. By, I guess by jobs. fit, like do you see do you see this team hiring him? I guess is a better. Uh, better um, way to look at it. Do I see this? Well, okay. So Sala is a hot. He's a hot commodity right now. So if you, and you think about the names, he's he's top. He's top three, top four of the names that are out there right now. Yeah, and. Um, the NFL is a very reactive business. It is extremely reactive. They want you when other people want you. you it doesn't matter how good you are. If no one else wants you, they don't want you. That's just, that's that's so understand the mindset of the of the check writers in the NFL. That's that's how it is. It's a very reactionary. So he's a hot commodity right now. Um, so just so teams are going to want him. So let's just do that. I'm just I'm just kind of look at it. Best situation. So, so it's it's if they're interviewing you, any team that interviews you, you would like to think that they want you. So, so if he goes, this is the thing. But I just think that's a bad situation for him. Reason being, number one, you're gonna you're gonna get the number one pick of the draft. You're gonna get that quarterback, but you don't really have a whole lot more. Yeah. So that's that's number one. Number two, you have two mobile quarterbacks in your division. You have problems with those two mobile mobile quarterbacks. You're gonna be a defensive. You're the defensive head coach. You're gonna have to worry Deshaun Watson. Watson yeah, that you got to worry about him, um, and whether or not you can take the division from him, you're gonna be be expected to do that. When you go there, you're gonna be expected to win. Jacksonville wants to win right now because they haven't. I don't know if you're gonna have time to get everything done. So that's how I feel about about Jacksonville. I don't. I just don't think that's a good job to take. Unless you're going to get a long deal. Yeah, well, I mean, some people have this rated as the number one vacancy um, uh, in the NFL right now. Just oh, well, they're, that's crazy talk. That's well, crazy be, talk. Why, be, why would that possibly be? Because they, they have the number one pick, like you mentioned, and that could be Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or whoever, and then they got a ton of cap space. Um, they're, they're, so 
and they got a ton of draft picks as well. So many people are, are saying that this is probably they listed the the Jaguars, the Chargers as the the top two um, vac- vacancies. Um, now, see, I, I, I think there are two other. I think there are two vacancies that are much better. Two, two places that are much better than going there. Um, the Chargers, as, as you said, um, that's a good place because of, um, of what, just the squad that you have. That's a talented football team. Guys yeah. are just hurt. A lot like the Niners. They're very talented. A of, um, yeah. Over a hundred, over a hundred games missed due to injury this season. Yeah, but I mean, they get, on both sides of the ball, they have tons of talent. Uh, but I don't think. I don't think that they are going to want follow well, um, because I because because of the because of you, the the young head coach. What were you about to say? I mean well, the, the young quarterback. Well, that and, and that's how I feel about the Jaguars as well, right? So I, I think we agree. I think the Jaguars. I don't. I don't think I'm going to say no there because I think they're going big game hunting, right? I think you hear names like Urban Meyer. You hear names like Ryan Day. Um, like I just don't. Um, what's What's the guy in Buffalo? The offensive coordinator up in Buffalo. Brian that's Dayball. That's the guy that I. That's the guy that I think that they'll they'll be looking at, and I also think um, they'll be looking at him. They'll be looking at the enemy. You you have these young quarterbacks, or if you're going to draft a young quarterback, you want a coach that is going that is offensively minded. You want a guy who worked with quarterbacks. You talking about those guys I, for the Chargers? Yes, yeah, so okay. I think that I think I think the Chargers. I also think um, Jacksonville. I think okay. it's the same thing that they're going to be looking at a guy like that. I don't think they're going to be looking at Stalin. Yeah, so, so but I think but I but I think the Chargers and Atlanta, I think those are better jobs than Jacksonville. Okay, so we so we agree we, we agree probably a no for the Jags and probably a no for the Chargers. Um, what about the Jets? Uh, I'll say I'll say no here for the Jets just for the simple fact that um I think. Well, I don't know. I mean, you're you're going from Adam Gase, who's an offensive guy. You you would think that they perhaps would want would want another offensive guy just because they're they got the young quarterback there in Darnold, or maybe they will draft a quarterback. So you don't really know what they're going to do there. But but I know one thing about the Jets is they want like a head coach, right? Like a like someone who's going to delegate, right? And I don't know that Salah plans on running his own defense or not. But if that's the case, then I think that that may eliminate him from that position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I think Salah's going to be a head coach. I don't think he's going to run the defense. Um, although you know what? See, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I because I, I I don't know where he's going to stand. I, I right don't there. know. Like I I if I were betting, I would think that he would, but I don't know. So now, if if you're looking at it that way, see, I was looking at him as a straight head coach. If you put if you're looking at it that way, then L.A. Chargers. And um, Jacksonville, they open up because if he's not going to run the offense, then who's your coordinator? Who, who who's the guy that you're going to bring with you? Who's the quarterback whisperer that you're going to bring? Since you're not one, who is he? And if he and if he can if he can put together a guy that has a track record for making quarterbacks better, then he got a shot. Yeah. So that that cha- that changes things if, if he's going if he's going to do it. I just personally think it's, it's going to be very difficult for him to do both. I, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see. I, I really do. I think you, I think you're going to be more successful if you're coming in and you allow people to do their jobs as opposed to trying to try to do it all. Because there's a lot of work involved in putting together a game plan defensively, um, and then he's got to pay attention to the offensive side of the ball as well right now, and that's something he hasn't done. And I think that's going to be not to say that he can't do it. Um, but when you're taking one of these jobs right now, you're going to be expected to win, especially if you go to if you go to Atlanta. 
where where he's interviewing. Yeah. If you go, if you if he goes to um, the Chargers, uh, I mean, they just they just fired a guy with a winning record. Yeah. I mean, it's close to five hundred, but his yeah. last two years, we know field goal kickers, you know, close losses, all the injuries, they don't care. They fired. Him. Yeah. So it's it, it's tough. It's tough, but uh, but again, no, there there is no bad NFL job. Some are just better than others, based on what you have. And so we can keep going. We can keep going down the list. So the Jets, um, I I think that they are going to want an offensive coach. I do. Even, I think even, they're going to want com- an offensive even coach. coming off of an offensive guy in case. Yeah. I, yes. I yeah. think I think they're going to want one. Yeah. I, I I agree. I agree with you there too. Uh, what about the Texans? Um, the Texans. I think this is interesting for me. The Texans is an interesting one. I think you could go there. The Texans. I mean, heck, they go from offensive coach, defensive coach. I don't think it really matters. The problem with going to the Texans is that you is another one of those things. You have a quarterback that I really like, but you don't have anything else. Yeah. Because O'Brien gave it all away. So, so you're strapped um, and in terms of draft picks over the next couple of years, and then you're strapped in uh-huh. terms of cap space too as well. Uh-huh. And because you have a quarterback, you're going to be expected to win yeah. right now. Yeah. You're, you're, you're truly going to be expected to win right now. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's just – that's tough. That's, that's tough. So I, I, I don't know if that's – I don't know if that's a job I would want. I, I get it. You know, you know what I and I said that before. I, I was like, there are only so there are only so many of these jobs, and and you want to take it, but you got to be smart about it because this is not Salah's last run at getting a head coaching job. Yeah. So I don't I don't know I don't know if that's the one I would take. Yeah. I, so I I would I would agree agree with you there. I would say no there for Houston. I think we both agree yes for Atlanta. Um, yeah, you take, Falcons, you take the Atlanta gig. I think, I, yeah, yeah I, and I think, I think that's a, I think that's a good fit for him. I think that's a place that they would want him. And then the last one, of course, is Detroit, which we already we've talked about before previously. Obviously, that's a place where, um, I think they would, I think they, the, the only, obviously, going from Patricia to another defensive guy, I think is. That that's the only thing I think that he has going against him as far as that Detroit job, but obviously he has the support uh-huh. of the entire state of Michigan, really, <laughs> um, w- with him having his back in that one. But I'm if I'm Detroit, I'm not too sure. I don't want to go with an offensive guy to 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 kind of help out Stafford. Um, last time they did, and Jim Caldwell, like it worked out well for them. Um, yeah. and, well, and, and if it, I'm Sala, I don't take that job. Yeah, I, I don't take I don't take the job. I, I, dude, I played for Detroit. I, I know Detroit. Detroit is never going to win. Yeah, but Detroit, but, but he's Detroit from there though. That, can, that's also another what's thing. That? He's from there though, so that's also another thing that. Uh, yeah, well, well, then, then he should know. I get it. <laughs> but Detroit, <laughs> and I, I get it. He should know. He's from there. He he knows his entire lifetime. He's never seen them win. They're not going to win. And the reason they're not going to win is because winning starts upstairs. Winning starts at the top. It starts from the owner, and ownership that that is a toy to them. I told everything I needed to know about Detroit. I learned. I told you about that. Everything I needed to learn, and I—I I don't know if I said this on air before. If you guys have heard it before, I'm sorry. But if not, it, it just—it epitomizes Detroit for me. Everything I needed to learn on Picture Day, when I said when we sat there with those empty chairs 
and I and I was looking at the Fords up, and I was wondering what was going on. And then after the team photo with the coaches and the players and the trainers and everyone with these you know empty chairs in the middle, when we all walk out, then they come down and they sit in the chairs, and they snap their photo, and then they superimpose them into the team photo. When you don't even want to be around the people that work for you. That told me everything I needed to know. Not to mention, I mean, that that's just one story. I have plenty of stories. When I was a niner and I was a free agent and I went there when they called me and I went there for a visit. This, this is when I truly learned about the craziness of that place. Um, and and the, some of the conversations I had with the Fords in that situation. So that, that's, what I'm, that's just not a job that I would take. Like, again, it's an NFL. It's, it's a head coaching job. There are only 32 of them on planet Earth. I understand all of that, but go in, going in, just know you're not going to have the support necessary to be a champion. You're yeah. just not, because they don't care. So for me, I think possible landing spots are Atlanta and Detroit with Houston as a maybe. For you, you say the Chargers, Atlanta, um... That's really it for you, right? The Chargers, Atlanta, yeah, that's it. Um, Jacksonville. Um, maybe for you say maybe on Jacksonville, ja- right? Jacksonville, maybe, it, maybe depending on how you plan on putting your staff together, um, what you're what you're going to work with, and that's the one thing that Solid does have. When you're coming in right now, he's got to put together a staff. There's no, there's nothing to say that he can't go down there and and steal from Dabble. And just like, okay, the quarterback coach that you've been working with with all, all of these years who you, who has obviously um, gotten you to play at a certain level, let me let me interview this guy and see what he knows. How, how he is. Yeah. Is if is he is he impressive? Is he you know, I'm I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Just like is this guy something? Or, you know, some 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 of these guys around the league that um where I, I can come in and Let's just say um, the coordinator in Buffalo doesn't get a head coaching job. But I can come in and offer you to be my coordinator and make you my assistant head coach because I got to – you can't make a lateral move in the, in the league. You got to move up. Yeah. So I can, I can give you that title, assistant head coach, and you come in and you develop this guy. Um. Since you didn't have that job, I'm going to give you. I'm going to pay you more money. I'm going to give you a higher title. It's going to help you get one step closer to the job that you want anyway. So just things like that, he, you can possibly start working out. So a lot of it's going to be how he puts the staff together. Yeah, I mean it. It, it remains to be seen. Obviously, um, you know, rooting rooting for the guy. Uh, you know, would love for for would love for him to be back with a healthy Niner squad, but at the same time, you know, his dream is to be a head coach. So obviously rooting, rooting for him um, to, to be to be able to, to reach those goals, to reach those dreams. Um, so it would be interesting. I mean, it, there's there's six vacancies, but how many are really in play? Um, I say two, maybe three, and, and I think, E.D., you agree, you know, probably two, maybe three as well. So um, yeah. of those of those jobs that are open. So um, we'll see. The – the I think the real interesting component of all this is will he call his will will he call his own defense and I mean I, I kind of lend I kind of I kind of 
I kind of I, I I feel like he probably will. Um, I mean, just not knowing any knowing any information, but I mean, I believe that 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 he probably will. But I mean, who knows? Um, who knows? I mean, he could. I mean, you see a lot of coaches do it, right? Most of them are on the offensive side of the ball, however. But um, you, you do yeah. see you do see a bunch of coaches do it around the NFL. But I, I mean, I agree with you. Um, it's it's not an easy thing to do, you know, especially for a first time head coach. But you know, he's been around Kyle these last few years, and he's seen Kyle do it. Um, so no, yes, yes. So which is you know what, which is something I didn't even think about. You're right. He's had yeah. on the job training on how to do it, and even how to communicate with your coordinator on the other side of the ball and yeah. how are you going to do that? But he, he's also been around Pete and Pete, I mean, Pete has a, has a very heavy hand in the defense, but for the most part, you know, he's allowing his guys to call it. So, um, you know, we'll, I guess that, that kind of remains to be seen. So we'll see, obviously solid watch will continue. Um, we'll, we'll get back into uh, solid watch will continue. And then of course we'll, Yep. We'll get into um we'll get into some grades. Um we'll we'll get into more of the offseason stuff as we go forward here. Uh, as the Niners finish the season with a 6 and 10 record as this 2020 season comes to a close uh unceremoniously with uh more injuries than one can count. Um so, Thank God is over. Yeah, it's been it's been a rough one. It's been a rough one. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate we appreciate the appreciate y'all for rolling with us, uh, you know, through through this time as well, and and always love hearing your insight um, into the team and things that that you uh, believe strongly about, or um, even stuff that you want us to discuss. So keep that stuff coming as as we continue to roll through here and now begin our our off season program um, here on the Believe in Forty Niners podcast. Uh, continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Uh, feel free to always get involved in the conversation. I'm at R. Haylock on Twitter. And my man holds court on the Twitter machine. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. And he is at underscore Bump and Run. Uh, we'll have more offseason stuff coming up later this week. For my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Happy New Year once again. Be safe, and we'll see y'all later this week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.